So did you know that we have some evidence that Marilyn Monroe might have been on the A spectrum? This is Queer Halftime. My name is Becca and I use she, they pronouns and I'm here with Kelsey in their new office. My name's Kelsey. I also use she, they pronouns and I'm finally done moving. My yeah. month long process. How does that feel? Uh, settling. Settling. That's good. It's crazy. Yeah. What a great day. Yeah. It probably could have been the timing. The timing was wild. Yeah, but you know, that's just how life goes sometimes. You just get one thing after another. That's very true. But, you know, we're here, it's sunny, things are settled, and we're ready to chat about accountability. That's right. So our concept of the week is basically going to be this whole episode. Um, We are talking about safer spaces and accountability and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So Kelsey, do you want to kick us off with what what is a safer space? A safer space, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times when you talk about supporting marginalized communities, you talk about making safe spaces safe for them. And it's kind of like that safe space word is like a key word right now that we hear a lot. And at Out Loud, we are super passionate about not using the word safe space because although that's like a really great thing to try to do, it seems like a really intense commitment, right? Because like, we can't guarantee that our space is safe for everybody at all times, 24 hours a day, you know? Like we might say like, oh yeah, we'll break down this stereotype or we'll fight against these prejudices or we'll do whatever. But we can't guarantee that every single person that walks into our space doesn't have like their own biases and opinions that might make them unsafe for somebody else. And like the definition of safety from person to person is so vast and so different. So like, just to kind of say like, oh, my space is safe is like, okay, meh. So what we say is safer, right? Because like, all we can do is commit to stand up against the things that aren't okay in our space and do our best to make it as safe as possible for everybody. And like as safe as possible is really long. So you just say safer. Like, you know, you add the R to the end And that shows that you're kind of committed to doing better, but you're not guaranteeing or promising something that you can't promise. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And having a safer space policy is something we've had to work on the last couple of months because we didn't really have anything, you know, in writing or anything that we could show people. So now it's, it's taped up on the wall so everybody can see it. And if somebody is misbehaving, we can point to it. Yes, it's on the website too. So making it so everybody knows what is expected of them and what flies and what doesn't. Yeah. And let me tell you that this was not easy. And we didn't just wake up one morning and we're like, let's write this policy. Like this kind of came as a result of something that was going on in our space that got kind of unmanageable really really quickly and that kind of is what sparked this episode yeah so I will kind of I'll give you some context I guess obviously like we don't need names it doesn't matter I'm not even going to tell you what group it's in because it doesn't matter um but we had a situation where we had an individual who was attending one of our groups that was just not in a good place um, and not in a 
okay enough place to be in our space. And I worked (laughs) very hard (laughs) for very many months to try to support this individual through what they were going through. And they were very, very resistant, really, really struggling. And I, coming from the background that I come from, I'm, I'm a helper, right? And like so many of us, when we're working in this field, we are. There's a reason we do this. It's not just to pay the bills because it doesn't. Um, but like, <laughs> like, it's like we do this because we love to do it and like we have a passion for it. And I have come from a very toxic work culture in the past where the thought has been nobody left behind, right? So like you, if you get a complicated individual that you're working with, you have to find a way to work through that. Like, it's like tough, good luck. Like you have to do this. You have to support this person. And transitioning into this position and out loud, it's been kind of hard for me to get to a point where I can say like, our space is probably not the space for you at this time, but please like go do some work and we will see you in the future when you're ready to follow X, Y, Z. So yeah, this individual was in our space and was not following X, Y, Z and became an unsafe individual for another individual. I was told about it right away. Um, I consulted about with everybody on this, honestly. Like I had talked to everybody and everybody had told me, like, Kelsey, you need to remove this individual. Like this individual cannot be accessing your space because you are telling me that this you're it's unsafe for and by this point multiple people had come forward and said that they didn't feel comfortable around this person. And so everybody was telling me and like from colleagues to Becca to my partner to like I chatted it out with our boss and like we the, everybody had said the same thing. Like you're kind of compromising the safety of everyone for the security of one and like that's not your job anymore <laughs> like that's not what you do and like even though you want to serve every single person in the community like sometimes you need to kind of like say when you can't so even though I was getting this really really great advice I was not listening to it and kept saying that I was going to address it but honestly out of fear and just discomfort and the fact that I just honestly didn't want to I didn't Um, up until an incident that happened recently at the group that this individual was attending. And it just kind of, the response from this individual just was not good. And I kind of had to go to a place where I was like, sorry, but you need to do some work. Like, hopefully we can see you in the future. But right now we're just not the space for you. And it didn't go well. Like... (laughs) right? Like it never does. Um, But the reason it didn't go well is because I had allowed it to continue for as long as it did, you know? And like, of course it didn't go well because it had become the norm and that's not okay because I, like I, we were going against, I was going against the policy that I had written. Like I had made this great poster and put it on the wall and this individual was in violation of like three or four points of like the seven And like on the bottom, there's like an accountability clause that we will do something. And I just wasn't doing anything. And like this only, this didn't even go on for like a couple months, right? So like it wasn't, and like our groups are bi-weekly. So, or yeah, a couple times a month to once a month. So it was kind of like, it wasn't that like, it's not like it was 
an ongoing daily thing for a really long time, but I didn't respond the way that I should have. And it put me in a position where I kind of had to step back and be like, okay, so I messed up here. And it was really freaking tough for me, you know? And I have been working to take accountability for it. And I have the first individual that has approached, that approached me originally, I have apologized to. And I have kind of explained that like, this is what's kind of going on now. And like, this isn't something you will have to worry about in the future. And they're wonderful about it, obviously, because they always are. And I am now in a position where I will likely apologize to the larger group the next time we see them and take accountability there because like, you know, they put a lot of trust in us and I kind of ate crap this time, you know, and that's okay. I think like, it's not okay because people were offended and upset, but it's like, you know, I can't win them all, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And basically what we learned from this is in trying to make the space safe for this one person, it was making it very unsafe for everyone else that was there. So it's interesting because like, you know, you, you put these safer spaces policies out and you kind of like put them on the wall and you talk about them every single time. And you're like, Oh, don't forget this. Don't forget this. But then I think sometimes we get so caught up in helping people that we don't realize that we're kind of like violating our own stuff and you get so entrenched in things. Right. And like, you don't want to turn somebody away that needs help. So like it ends up being this really like convoluted situation that you kind of dig yourself deeper into. So like taking accountability for it, it's like messing up is one thing, but circling back and being like, look, I messed up (laughs) and this is how I could have done things differently. I think that's like really important, you know? Yeah. And it can also be like enabling their own issues Mm -hmm. and behavior, right? Because this individual needed help that we could not provide. And in allowing this behavior, we were kind of keeping them from seeing that and seeking it out. Totally. It was a really interesting situation. We grew together, Becca and I. (laughs) <laughs> it was a painful yep, sweaty process we, but. yeah even though we didn't use names there are one or two listeners who know exactly who we're talking yeah. about and you can keep it to yourself <laughs> yeah because it doesn't matter right because I know for sure in my life this has happened in previous situations where I have just chosen not to say anything and or not to do anything. And it does not go well, you know? So it's like, this is kind of like, this situation is kind of like a metaphor for like every other situation. Yeah, yeah. So it's something we have had multiple talks about how to make our space safer and like, you know, how many warnings should somebody get? Should they get warnings, you know, based on what the offense is and how to go about that? And just, yeah, it was it was quite the long conversation because you're not kidding when you say these kids put a lot of trust in us. Like we had two new adults that they had never met at our group last week um, yep. because we had baby chicks. And since there were live animals in a very large group, we wanted some more hands on deck. But yep. a couple of them were like, who, there are other grownups here. Who are they? Why are they <laughs> like, 
they mm-hmm. were nervous. And then we explained, it was like, okay, well, you know, that's the guy who started this, you know, peak accepting dad energy. The other one is yeah. Kelsey's partner. And they were like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like they're part of the family. They can be here. <laughs> yeah. And that was the interesting thing, right? Is like, they, we didn't tell them anything about these people. Yeah. But we were like, we know them and we vouch for them. And that was all they needed. Yeah. So it's like, it's really it, like, yeah, we have to, which makes it more important to enforce these policies, right? Because if you're bringing other people in that these kids don't know and like inviting people into their space, cause that's what this is, is their space. And for those couple hours a night, it's their space, right? Like a couple times a month. So it's important for us to just constantly make sure that we are like ready to take accountability for stuff like this. And say something about it absolutely yeah so this is a little bit of our mea culpa also i apologize if you're crunching in the background giving my dog her bone was the only way to keep her entertained (laughs) so apologies for that i will do my best to edit it out (laughs) but yeah we get a lot of people from different agencies and stuff wanting to come in and talk to our kiddos and you know they're always like okay well when can i you know, schedule someone to come in. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't how this works. We need to yeah, kind of vet them almost. Yeah. Like, yeah, we need to make sure that you are a safe person to come in. Cause we've had some people wanting to come in and be like, hi, boys and girls. It's like, oh, cool. That's not going to fly. Nope. You can't say that here. <laughs> yeah. And making sure people are at the right place in their learning journey about the queer community to be in the room of these kids, right? Like there are kids that do not pass in the way that society would say that they technically should air quote, air quote, air quote. Um, And that doesn't matter. (laughs) If you're in our space, we don't care. Like you, you get a name and a pronoun and that is what you go by. And the second that you get it wrong, like, well, I mean, you get a couple chances, maybe, maybe, I don't know, because we mess up. But like, once you're, when you're corrected, it's how you handle the correction. But like, if you don't handle that correction, well, you can't be here. Yeah, if you don't handle the correction well, and you're clearly not trying, like we've had, you know, one or two times where somebody got corrected, and they clearly weren't trying to fix it. And they just kept Mm -hmm. misgendering people. It's like, cool, you're, you're not coming back. Like, yeah. It just doesn't work for the community that we're serving. And there are so many places that you can attend groups that are totally fine with you misgendering people. <laughs> like it's crappy, but like you can go there and be miserable and misgender and grumpy. But like you can't do it here because this is the only space that these kids have that they don't have to worry about being misgendered. And we have to, we have to hold that for them. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, like nobody should be questioning them coming into our space. That's not what our space is about. They question you (laughs) and you better be ready with really good answers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like one of them called me out the other day because I had only cuffed my jeans once and she's like, that's so weird. Like, why did you only, 
I'm like, look, I wasn't going for a cuffed look. I have short <laughs> legs. I didn't want my jeans underfoot and I was in a hurry. I'm yeah. sorry. I will roll them over a second time yeah. next time. <laughs> they have standards. And that's amazing for us because we have obviously created a space where they feel comfortable enough to have just standards and that's and we want to foster that like yeah. that's what these kids get what they want in our world like <laughs> we don't get them very much it's only like twice a month but like we like we work really really hard to make sure that they're supported when they're with us and happy and having fun and so it's like we have really high standards for people that just want to kind of like walk in facilitate something yeah and that's part of what makes a safer yeah. space, right? Is some spaces are not safe necessarily for all groups, mm-hmm. right? Because it depends on who the focus is, right? Like, you know, you could have a space that's safer for one marginalized group, but it might not be the safest totally. for our group, right? Because they're focused on, you know, mm-hmm. microaggressions and anti-racism. And then we're focused on these yeah. other things, right? So it's about priorities. And that's kind of why we use safer space because we will do everything we can, but with 40 kids, sometimes stuff gets messed and we're outnumbered. Yeah. We, we do. <laughs> we <got outnumbered. laughs> that was like a sad, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause there were, there were 40 kids last week. Between two groups. So it was like 15 and 25, that's, but still, it was like our hot, the highest number still. of kids that we've plus wild yeah, animals like 20 of those <laughs> so yeah actually it was great that was the calmest i've seen our teens you ever. will never like that will never happen again no. it'll never happen no they are requesting baby goats now though well they can come to st albert pride and go to the petting zoo <laughs> yes we're hopefully gonna have a petting zoo surprise <laughs> Um, and kind of on the topic of safer space, do you want to tell people what a brave space is? Because that's all a term that's kind of used in the same circles. Yeah, um, <clears throat> a brave space. And this is something that I learned from the wonderful Angel, actually, who was on a previous episode of our podcast. So total credit to them for teaching this to me. Um, a brave space is a space where you are ready to stand up to things that are inappropriate and you're ready to call people in when they are being, when they are saying something that's not appropriate, but have you, they have good intentions. You call them in when they're saying something that's not appropriate and they've hit a very stern line. You have to draw these lines in the sand, right? Because you have to have a, like, if you cross this, there is going to be a consequence. You can't be here. So a brave space is, being able to say you need to leave (laughs) like the second that happens and like that goes hand in hand with accountability because if you're not brave um and you don't just do it like you should and like you say you will then you end up having to take accountability in that kind of a crappy way where you have to apologize to a group of 25 years Yeah. And the other thing about brave spaces is we, we always say that at the beginning when we do an education piece for different companies, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a place that invites discourse so long as it's in good faith, right? As long as you're not like, if you're coming to try to start a fight, like we can go outside and we can have a fight. (laughs) 
yeah exactly <laughs> like and like slurs obviously never accepted like and it, like insults and stuff but if you don't know the history behind something um having a space be a brave space means that if you get something wrong you're okay with me saying hey can i teach you why that was actually not okay like can we have a conversation about it yeah and you know you're not going to get judged or like no anything like that either it's it's a safe space for questions and for learning and gaining understanding again exactly. as long as it's all in good faith yeah i think like it's so important to know what those differences are because you may not always be in a brave space which is so funny because i had an experience today that was just so 2001 oh i came home and told steph about it and she was like are you freaking serious like she was pretty and i i don't think i'm as insulted as i am shocked that this happened anyways so i went to a doctor's appointment today and um my doctor's office is like the waiting room is relatively large and i am very aware of my own personal space but for some reason not anybody else's so i walked into the doctor's office and there was a man sitting there and i am dressed today in all men's clothing um and doc martens and rainbow shoelaces and like i've got a stupid chain and like all my things are rainbow like i don't know i guess i'm your stereotypical lesbian um and i walked in and i walked by him and smiled at him and he rolled his eyes at me and i was like okay whatever <laughs> went and i checked in at the counter where there was only one person because everybody else was on lunch so like she had no idea this happened and it didn't quite process <laughs> until i left and i went and this guy was like in one row of chairs and i sat in this row of chairs kind of like in an l shape away from him and he was visibly annoyed that i sat close to him and he sat there for a couple of minutes with his eyes closed back like laying back in his chair and then he sighed and he goes effing dykes and got up and walked over to a different part of the waiting room and sat down and i was like oh my god oh dear <laughs> like, and it just kind of and then i got called in and i was like okay whatever and i just like carried on about my day but then i got home and i was like snap i think i was called a dyke today <laughs> like but i didn't say a word I didn't do a thing. Like I didn't tell anybody in the office, which like if I had told them they totally would have removed him. I've been going to this doctor's forever. Um and they know I mean and they are very against discrimination and I was kind of like, oh whatever. But yeah, it was very interesting. I was like that's never happened. It almost felt like a like a what do you call those things when it's like a rite of passage? It almost felt like a rite of passage. A gay rite of passage. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. you know that space was not very safe for me and I was not very brave <laughs> well I've totally had that and I, I had this really weird moment I was just walking it was when I lived in Kelowna and I was doing a job where I went door to door and so I was just walking from one neighborhood to the other not wearing any rainbows like not looking particularly queer and this guy from across the street just yells dyke at me <laughs> and I'm like part of me is super offended and part of me is like 
Is that the energy? Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, so you get it, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just clocked me from across the street. And, <laughs> you know, and that's the interesting thing. Like, I did not impact this individual at all. I am, I am a, I smile everywhere I go. Like, I cannot yeah. because I have anxiety. So my, I'm worried that if you're not smiling at me, you're very upset. So I feel like I need to smile at everybody unless I'm in a really grumpy mood and then I'm like really stern. But so like, I was like, ah, ha, ha, cause it's a beautiful day. I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. the doctor. Look at me on time. I'm going to get some chicken nuggets afterwards. Like, this is a great day to be alive. <laughs> not a great day to be alive for him. Yeah. And you know what also sucks? He was also a member of a more marginalized community. And I know for a fact that that community is not discriminative towards queer people. So it was kind of like a interesting. It was a him personally kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Also, what what a word, effing dykes. And like he used the F word. I'm just... I'm not supposed yeah. to swear on this podcast. So, <sighs> yeah, which for those of you who listened to last week's, sorry, we forgot to remind them. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All good. Though. I should, you know what we should do? We should get tiny QR codes printed on like business cards with the podcast so we can like hand them out to people. And I would have given one to him. Oh my God. I would have been like, I think you need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> You know what's really funny though is the straight people I know who have been listening it and like using like the lessons that they have learned in their life. Oh, like you, uh, my mother used you as an example when talking about dress codes, work dress codes. What? What do you mean? Because you know how. So Ooh. a lot of times, what's considered professional is tied to quote unquote sex, yep. right? So men wear suits, women wear skirts or slacks with a blouse, mm-hmm. right? And my mom was like, well. Becca's coworker Kelsey is non-binary and she wears a lot of men's clothes. So how would this apply? Like, would you not hire them? Like, ah, yeah. Dress- yeah, my mom hates dress codes. They're so. rooted in capitalism. Like dress codes. And classism yeah, like, and all kinds of, yeah. yeah. Get rid of your dress codes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's really interesting seeing the straight people in my life using those things. It's true. It's That's so important. Yeah, I wear like ripped jeans to work. Yeah. And I use the excuse that I work with you. So, yeah, right. We want to fit it. I wear leggings and a shirt with a cat on a rock. I know. Oh, it was a really great shirt. If you aren't watching the video, you probably should be watching the video so you could see that shirt because I was like, <laughs> Becca walked in with it. And I was like, oh my God, what a great shirt. So good. Yeah, is there anything else you want to add to that? To our accountability chat? Yeah. Um, No, I think like the only thing that, the big thing that we've learned is in this is like, you know, to make sure that you have policies or it doesn't even need to be policies, right? Because like, it doesn't need to be that fancy. You don't need to like write it down, but just make sure you know what you're going to do if something is not good in the area that you're in and if you're not okay with it like kind of like prep yourself I have started practicing when I know that I am gonna potentially see like 
somebody that might cause a bit of an issue or that I need to have a tough conversation with. I kind of like practice if it goes bad, what, how, what that would look like. Yeah. And like the biggest thing is if you make a mistake, like take ownership Mm -hmm. first off, don't try to play it off and then learn from it. Right. Like it's very difference between a mistake and a failure is whether you learn from it. Exactly. We've learned a lot recently. Indeed. Are we like, did you know that our um, RSS feed analytics show us all the top places where people listen? Where is our top friends recently? So Canada, like especially St. Albert and Edmonton, of course. Hello friends. Various places in the US. Hello friends. And one of our first listeners in Brussels, all the way in Belgium. Oh, wow. So hello in Belgium. Wow. Bonjour. Salut. Excuse my terrible accent. Do they speak French in Belgium? I'm pretty sure. That's the whole thing with everybody thinking Poirot is French, right? Because he has an accent, but he's like, I'm Belgian. You know, I know nothing about dialects. If you don't speak French, I apologize. (laughs) But hello. Oh, so exciting. It is. It's really exciting seeing our little map of where all our little listeners are. That's amazing. Well, Frank, share it. Yeah, our listeners need to be sharing this with their favorite queer people. And the straight people that need to learn things. Exactly. So... Yeah, that's that's one of my queer joys is just seeing our little map and how spread out it's getting. What's your other queer joy? Um, probably honestly, just like that it finally feels like spring. Like we got our we got a big snowstorm the other day, as you do in Alberta in the spring, uh, and it all pretty much is all melted right away. So it's like that was quite it's nice. like ten degrees outside. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, my landlord left some deck chairs accidentally, and we don't have deck chairs yet, um, but she hasn't come back to get them. So I think we're going to take advantage of those deck chairs today. That's what I'm doing too. My landlord, their new house, they don't have the landscaping done mm. yet. So until that happens, he's left his deck furniture. So take advantage. Yeah. Because here in Alberta, when it's 10 degrees, you go out in shorts and a tank top. Okay. <laughs> For real though, <laughs> it was like 15 degrees the other day and I put on sunscreen. You will burn. So I'm glad you did that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm aggressively pale Skin- <laughs> and also have tattoos that I spent a lot of money on. So skin cancer is no joke, man. Oh, you can't man. mess around with skin cancer. SPF. I used to have like a mole here that I've since had removed on my collarbone, and I had it like literally my whole life. And random strangers would <laughs> just be really concerned about whether it was like a melanoma. I would just be like in a checkout line at Superstore and then be like, have you had that mole check? Okay. That is like, <laughs> no, that is totally something my mother-in-law would do because she's a very caring person and would, she would very much like be worried about people. But that is a boundary yeah. cross. <laughs> like I would be like, excuse me. Like, I don't know you. Oh God. Yes, that was always funny. That's so funny. For those of you who are worried, I've since had it removed (laughs) and I wear sunscreen aggressively. So 
well, I am feel way more settled about it personally. <laughs> okay. What's, what's yours? My queer joy. So I have two, 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 two. <laughs> okay. um, one is that <laughs> uh, I'm sure the second I say this, you're going to be like, I should have known. So my boss gave me a toolbox today. <laughs> and oh, <it's> yeah. <laughs> literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. I can organize it. I've already started putting stuff in it. It's going to go in my garage. And I recently got these like little labels. and I'm going to label it. And oh my gosh. I, I feel like you have to explain. Because it's not just a little toolbox. No. Like it's like a cabinet that's on wheels. Yeah, it's like it goes up to probably about my hip. And it rolls like a suitcase. <laughs> but it comes apart. So like the top piece comes off. And it's kind of marketed as like, a multi-level toolbox with the top piece that you can take off and bring to the job site, which we all know I'm not going to be doing. Um, but so it like ev- the whole thing kind of like comes apart and there's like the top piece that's like a regular toolbox. And then the next piece down, it has two drawers, drawers. And then um, if you take the drawers off, the third piece is just a super, super like deep container. And I think I might put like cleaning supplies or plant stuff or something in it. Anyways. It's just a really, really great toolbox. So 10 out of 10 would recommend getting yourself a good toolbox. You're such a stereotype and I love it. And I next know. time I go to Home Depot, I need to invite oh you. Oh my gosh, I just <laughs> love it. I love it so much. Oh, when we were moving, I was like filling all the holes in our walls and it was like the best day of my life. It's just who I am. Um, and my other queer joy is that we have a student right now and she's wonderful and I just like telling people that she exists because I just think she's a very wonderful person and a really great resource and her name is Jess and I don't even think we've told her we have a podcast yet actually Um, (laughs) but she's a member of the queer community too Um, and she is just like super cool and like yeah it's just nice to have another person there you know like we're a very small team and like you're a great man, but like we look at each other a lot. It's yeah. nice to look at other people sometimes, you know, <laughs> like just well, and to like it's not that it's like scut no. work, but it's the stuff that falls through the cracks that we haven't been able to do because it's just the bottom of our priority list, but yeah. it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. So all the stuff that we haven't had time to do, she has graciously been taking on. I'm like fixing for us. So like we have this little timeline that she has totally redone. She's fixing up our storage room. She's just, she's down for anything, you know? And like, and she's coming to help out with an event, help back out with an event yeah. tomorrow, which isn't tomorrow when this releases, but. It will have already happened. Yeah, but it's a cool little. The people of St. Albert will know if they have STBBIs. Well, only 12 to 18 of them. <laughs> like, 18 of them will know the other the other ones will have resources to find out yeah we're doing an sti clinic and youth sex ed event workshop thing yeah it's exciting it's really exciting one of the topics and we're doing it with angel we're just giving so many plugs to angel this week um anyways so we're doing it with angel who is also going to do like a piece on consent which is like oh i'm unfortunately i'm not going to be able to be there but I really am sad about it because I really love listening to Angel talk about consent. It's like one of my favorite things ever. So it's going to be super cool. I think it's a game too. It's not just a... Yeah, it's an activity. (gasps) So fun. 
we are going to educate the youth because you know what? The kids are having sex, so we needed them to do it safely. Yeah, and not giggle at the condom bucket. Yeah. If your kids are giggling at the flat of condoms, <laughs> I would have a chat. Although I will grant you that a big blue bucket with condoms written on it in Sharpie and all caps is kind of funny. I mean, how else would you store it? If anybody, any of our listeners have any ideas on how to store safe sex stuff, email them to Becca because I, that's the best we can come up with. Yeah. Also, if like there's a topic that you want to hear, we have an Instagram. It's Queer Halftime. Um, and you can message us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Request things. If you want to be a guest, you can ask. We're pretty approachable people. I don't do any of this. I like so to think I'm so. Like, I, I say yeah. we, but I, what I mean is Becca. You're signing me yeah. up for stuff. That's <laughs> your baby, the podcast. I know. I love how I worked at Out Loud literally for like an hour. And our boss was like, hey, do you know anything about podcasting? You know, I worked it Out Loud for an hour. And he said, hey, do you know anything about podcasting? And I said, nope. <laughs> so somebody was bound to know something. And I'm so glad it was you because you have killed it. There we go. All right. And if you listeners think we're killing it, leave us a review. Yeah, We want to hear what yeah. you think. Only if it's nice. <laughs> Please don't call me an effing dyke. <laughs> Although that's going to be a good joke for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I mean, is it better or worse than fake Becca? Oh, I, it's... Which is what our kids call you. The kids say, call me that in an endearing way. Like, in a say it's the dormy way. This was, I don't know. I did get a message on our Facebook once calling me a sea-faced mother effer so from an old lady she seemed very grumpy so you know i've been called worse things with a dyke i guess (laughs) don't throw slurs at people you don't know or just in general (laughs) um and on that note (laughs) thank you for joining us (sighs) uh be kind to yourself and others and we'll see you next week Bye. bye